Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good, good morning, Eva. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Good to hear yourself. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Dr. Good morning. It's Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa, and happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Liberty. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Liberty. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sunshine. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. I wish mine was. <laughs> Are you uh, in pain right now, Susie? Keep me in your prayers. Okay. Please. Yes, we will continue to pray for you. Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Wait While You Wait Wednesday. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is worth the wait. Have a great day. Amen. And good morning, Restorative Michelle. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, this is Kimber. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Kimber. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning. This is Gwen. 
Good morning, Gwen. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good to be back on the line. Good to hear you sound. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Dalasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. This is Juanita. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Juanita. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Can you guys hear me? I want to make sure I didn't. My call didn't drop. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Thank you so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there anyone else I want to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in during the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled Deliverance. This month, the declarations will focus on how Christ is our deliverer and how he transforms our lives and gives us the ability to live victorious lives. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, Push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal 
at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. The order of the call, oh, I'm sorry, but we do have spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Susie. She is requesting um, continued prayers, and I will continue to lift Susie up. And then I would like for us to pray for my friend Yesenia, who's um, currently going through chemo right now. She's having a difficult time through this. Thank you. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 2. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rashid. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jesus. Father, we thank you for um, allowing us to see another day this morning. I thank you for every person that's present on this call. I thank you for their families. I thank you for their marriages. I thank you for their children. I thank you for uh, their workplaces, their jobs, their careers, their entrepreneurship. God, I thank you that everything that uh, they touch is blessed according to your word. I thank you uh, for your commitment to us, God. I thank you that you're a father that is sovereign. You're our king, you're our keeper, you're our healer, you're our way maker, you're our deliverer. We found you to be a friend. We thank you that in everything we have the ability to give thanks. We thank you that you're present even in the time of trouble. We thank you that everything that we experience, we don't experience it alone, but you're right there beside us. Even when we feel like we're unaware of your presence, God, even when we feel like we are alone in our situations, God, you're present and you're ever present in the time of trouble, God. And so we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you that you're a dependable father, you're a dependable friend, you're a dependable help, you're a dependable hand. Every time that we look for you, you're there, God. We thank you that uh, who you are belongs to us, God. And we thank you that your word keeps us your word protects us. We thank you that your word guides us. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, God. We thank you that everything that we experience, we can count on coming out on the other side triumphant. And so, Father, we acknowledge your presence in our lives. I acknowledge that you are um, everything that we need you to be. Uh, We acknowledge you for uh, being the Father who assigns us to every trial. The trial is not assigned to us, but we're assigned to it. We're assigned to uh, be triumphant over it. We're assigned to uh, finish the task. God, we're assigned to overcome. And so we thank you that we're overcomers. We thank you that we're finishers by faith. 
We thank you that everything that we deal with, everything that we handle, everything that we face, God, the battle is not ours, but it's yours. It's already finished. It's already done. It's already completed. It's already won. And so for that, we give your name the glory, honor, and the praise. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you that even as Jesus ascended back to heaven to be with you on the right hand of you, God, that you sent your, Jesus sent his spirit down uh, to walk with us and to guide us and to give us peace and to be our comfort um, as we experience loss, as we experience grief, as we experience difficulty in our lives, as we go through situations where we're uncertain, uh, your spirit gives us guidance. Your spirit, your spirit shows us the way. Your spirit gives us uh, the value that we feel like we didn't have before. God, we thank you that we're able to have access to the unlocking of the things that you've called us to. Father, we speak well over our families, God. We ask that you would just continue to um, uplift the families, ask that you would touch Susie and Yesenia as she goes through chemo and as she faces this battle that you've called her to, God. We know that she's going to come out on the righteousness of you, God. And so we thank you for that, God. We thank you that this is just a test of her faith and that if she remembers your name as she goes through the difficulties of the cancer and of the chemo, she can call on the name of the Lord. God, we just thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your hand. Uh, we don't just acknowledge you for your hand, but we acknowledge you for who you are, but your hand we're grateful for because your hand is what keeps us. Your hand is what holds us when we're going through things like chemo, when we're going through trials, when we're dealing with things with our children, with our spouses, with our bosses, with our jobs, in our friendly and platonic relationships. Father, we thank you that you've forgiven us of our sins, and we thank you because you're a just God who's faithful to forgive us of our sins, and we thank you that we can declare your works done in our lives. We thank you that we have the ability to speak well over ourselves, to speak life over ourselves, to speak life, life over our situations, and that nothing that rests under your hand goes undone. Nothing that rests under your hand shall not live, but everything that you have your hand on will live. Father, we thank you for life and that more abundantly. We thank you that we have access to all of who you are through your spirit and through Jesus Christ. We thank you for a renewed mind. <clears throat> we thank you for a sound mind. Everybody doesn't wake up with a sound mind, but God, we thank you because we have access to a sound mind. We thank you that we have the ability to think clearly and to acknowledge you clearly, God, and to acknowledge your presence, to acknowledge everything you are to us, God. And we believe that we will begin to walk in your favor, walk in love, walk in triumphant power. And um, we thank you that we have the ability to stand firm in your word. God, we thank you that according to your word, we are the righteousness of you and healing is our portion. Everything that we desire, when we speak it in prayer, God, you said that we could have it. And so we thank you for that, God. We acknowledge you uh, for just being a father who cares, God. We thank you for caring for us, God. We thank you that everything that we experience in life is designed to carry us through and to show us things um, in you that we've never seen before. We thank you for the uncovering of your spirit. We thank you for the deliverance that you've provided us with, God. It is you that we, in you, that we live, move, and have our being, and we thank you for that, God. God, we acknowledge you um, as our keeper. Uh, through trials, tribulations, through dangers seen and unseen, you've protected us, those who are traveling. 
right now on the highways. You're protecting them now as we watch the news and we see uh, pileups of cars and um, accidents happening and people are losing their lives. God, you've kept your hand on us. And there are little things that we don't acknowledge you for, but right now we acknowledge you now, God, for the keeping power of your hand. God, you love us so much that you've assigned angels to be encamped around us to protect us, God, uh, to keep us from anything that uh, would harm our bodies. We thank you for keeping our children safe. Uh, we know that during these times uh, in the school systems that there are disruptive behaviors that are happening. There are children, other children, adults, um, and people with unstable mindsets coming into schools and destroying peace of mind by uh, using gun violence and uh, doing things that that would harm children, shooting up schools. And God, we say thank you for protecting our babies. Not once have we heard of a California school being destroyed by gun violence. And so although there are other things that are happening in our nation and other things that are happening in our, our, our communities and our counties here of unsafe violence, God, we thank you for protecting our babies. God, we thank you that children that have gone missing will be begin to turn up god we thank you that they will begin to return to their families we thank you for the safekeeping of women and children um, that have been threatened with um, violence god you've had your hand on them god we thank you for keeping them we thank you for protecting them through the night if they've experienced domestic issues you've kept them through the night god i thank you for a heart of surrendering for those of us who've been struggling with a heart of surrender, we thank you for a heart of surrenderance. We thank you even now for a deliverance that you've called us to. God, wherever we need deliverance in our lives, God, we thank you for hope that we can be found delivered in you. We thank you that you are the deliverer. We thank you that if every area in our life we've struggled with, we can hold on to your hand and speak well over ourselves. We can speak wellness over our families. We can speak wellness over our relationships. Every person that is connected to us because we are connected to you, we speak deliverance over them. No trial will be left unturned. God, we hand over every issue that we face to you. We hand over every problem that we have over to you. It is in your hands. We have no control over anything that we experience. We have no control over anything that we go through. We have no control over anything that we face, Father. Oh, God, but we thank you that your hand of deliverance rests upon us, God. We thank you that we can count on you for everything that we need. We, we acknowledge you, and we ask that you will forgive us for not acknowledging you for the small things like food and water. We know that in third world countries, they're struggling with water. They struggle with peace. They struggle with having three meals a day, but God, we come to you now. Even the little bit of money that we may have, God, we thank you for providing it. We thank you that we have access to resources that can provide us with adequate hot food and that we don't have to struggle to eat. We thank you that if it's just on your mind to lay your hand on somebody else's mind to provide a need for us, that it can be done and it will be done. And if you said it, it's already happened. God, we thank you for the ability to nudge on someone else and begin to lay our hand on them and pray for them as they go through things that we've experienced. We thank you for the ability to speak life into their lives and that flowers will begin to bloom into their lives and we will begin to see the fruits of manifestation in our own lives. We thank you that we're able to, to witness harvest in our own lives and as we connect to other people, we'll begin to see the harvesting in their lives as well. God, we thank you that your spirit rest in our lives like a wildfire 
is that if we begin to unlock, unleash, and unload the things in our lives, as we begin to uh, gain access to your promises, as we begin to gain access to your purpose in our lives, that will begin to set fire in someone else's life who just needed a little nudge, who just needed a little example, who just needed a little fire, who just needed a little match to be burned that they can fulfill the things that you have assigned to their lives. God, I speak to the person who's uncertain about who they are. God, I speak to their identity. God, I, I say yes to your will for their lives. And as you begin to unlock and unleash and unload of the visuals of their future, God, I ask that you would speak to their hearts, even if they're on this line today, even if they're not, if they're connected to someone on this line, God, I ask that you would draw them closer to you. Set the tone, God, in the atmosphere for a foundation of love and affection from the Father that they so desire to receive, and they may not know they need to receive it. God, it is by your will that they've been designed to grab a hold of your hand and begin to trust you for their needs, begin to trust you for their desires. Their hearts are broken, and God, we speak wellness, we speak wholeness, we speak peace into our lives, into the lives of the broken, into the, the, the lives of the uncertain. God, help us to see. Help us to see you more. Help us to see you more clearly. Help us to get visuals and a vision of your future, of our future through your eyes, God. Through your spirit, we're connected uh, to our futures, and we thank you for just uncovering who we are through you, God. And as we take our lines off you, we ask that you would just continue to flourish in our lives, that you would continue to strengthen us, God, through your spirit. You will continue to show us who you are, God. You will continue to unleash your spirit, God. You will continue to give us a new language, God. You will continue to move Thank you, Lord Jesus, for getting the Thank you for how you speak to us early in the morning. Thank you for this time of prayer. Hallelujah. Speaking your name. Thank you. 
And to each and every one of you who lended your voice, your sound, um, your hearts to the texture of our collective intercession this morning, I thank you as well. Uh, just give God glory for uh, this additional fasting day. Uh, this, what is this? I was going to say March. It's not March, Dion. <laughs> uh, of May the 24th, 2023. A whole lot of things could have been different. But I'm grateful this morning to be in the land of the living. Uh, we are fasting. And again, I always share that fasting is not for God. It is always for us. It is an opportunity to draw nigh to him, that he would draw nigh to you, that your hearing, uh, that your assurance be made sure, that your footing be clear in and through the power of intimacy with the Father. And so for all that can and will on today, if you would join us, we just fast. From now until 5 p.m., we meet right back here simply to seal the prayers of the righteous, which are considered to avail much. And so I extend that invite to you this morning. Thank you for um, Letitia and, and her husband for declaring on Monday. Thank you, Angela, uh, for again going a little further in on yesterday and today. Uh, I am going to share a little bit, but I came after a very specific spirit this morning, and I believe that it'll provide relief to some, clarity to others, but more importantly, uh, we pray this morning that the bands that are around your neck be loosed, that you would be able to walk in that he who the sun sets free is free indeed presently, amen that you would really begin to experience what it looks like to have liberty in Christ. It is a beautiful thing. I wish that I could take mine off and hand it to you, but unfortunately, uh, that clarity, that revelation, that understanding and interpretation of this great kingdom life that we have access to has to be acquired individually. It is not a collective effort. Each person must come into the knowledge of Christ and work out his own soul salvation uh, one by one. So I pray that this morning's share would help. Keep in mind that on next Wednesday, which will be the 31st of May, I will relinquish my Wednesday seat in an effort to give you guys something um, that literally uh, revolutionized my life. His name is Apostle Stephen Garner. I promise y'all, uh, we have a treat coming. Uh, so I want you to set your calendars. If you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, honey, I'm going to start posting uh, the flyer at the beginning of the week. Feel free to follow him. Feel free to check him out prior. But uh, his teaching, uh, his uh, teaching on prayer specifically revolutionized my prayer life, something beautiful, and I'm grateful. And so we are going to be blessed on next Wednesday um, with his presence. So I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Amen. All right. There is a word from the Lord this morning.
<laughs> Sorry, y'all. This this must uh, <laughs> this must be something that's necessary. That devil got a little frustrated. That's all right. We'll just continue from right there. So, um, if I were to tag this share anything, it would be good grief. I need deliverance. You know, one of the things that I think um, most people don't necessarily understand, which is probably all of our reality at some point in time, is that you don't know what you don't know until you experience what you didn't know. Um, Each of you uh, that that are familiar uh, with my teaching style, uh, I, I am. I like to bring things into practical play. I like to give you examples um, that help you to process the Word of God um, by the power or the unction of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes uh, people need relatable things to um, help them to come into revelation, keeping in mind that information does not yield transformation. Revelation does. Revelation comes by the power of the Holy Spirit in and of itself. Perspective um, is everything. And just right before I get ready to share, for those of you that have not done so already, would you please do me a favor? Uh, Triple check your phone to ensure that you've been muted. Thank you, Shell, for always doing an amazing job behind the scenes with protecting the continuity of the call. It's really important, especially during the playback. Nevertheless, um, on uh, for the last couple of months, I've had a really good girlfriend. Uh, actually, I can't call her a girlfriend. I'd say more of a, a big sister. And uh, before Christ, uh, a mentor, <laughs> in some of the things of the world, but all all well-meaning, all well-being, um, taken with, uh, taken into consideration that she taught me a lot of things. I've known her since I was a 17-year-old girl, and she has been uh, failing in health uh, for several years, but here of late, um, it has been a little bit more consuming, and so... On yesterday, I got a, a message that stated that she was about to be removed from life support. As we all do, gathered in family and friends, um, got to say goodbye as they moved the tubes and the tools that uh, were keeping her and sustaining her uh, through these final hours. And she began to go through the process of transition just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I would go and visit her several times a week. She's a very special lady to me. And I remember the day that I showed up at the house, uh, and she looked me in my face, and she could not recognize uh, who I was. She could not identify even my voice. And I could look in her face and tell, I know, I know who this is, but I just can't pinpoint it. I remember walking uh, out of the house. I couldn't sit there because I didn't want to upset her. She was beginning to tear up because she just couldn't grasp who I was. 
trying with everything that she had to remember uh, to identify, but she did not have uh, the faculties to even recall who I was. And as I sat there yesterday with the uh, myriad of people, of lives she's touched, um, coming in and out and, you know, going through their process, it, it really kind of made me ponder um, some of uh, the missed things that have happened for me and uh, took me back to the day uh, on August the 28th of 2016 when the doctor walked into the room uh, and asked me to step into the hallway concerning my, at the time, 13-year-old son. She told me, we'll do whatever we can to make him comfortable until he transitions. Uh, it, it made me think about uh, the moments that I sat in the hospital with my middle son who had uh, had a psychotic break at the moment and was laying in the hospital bed. And uh, I remember asking God, what is this? And the doctor came into the room and said, you'll probably have to hold his hand throughout his adulthood. Uh, it made me think about the moments that uh, I walked into uh, the nursing home when my grandmother was in the process of transitioning. And I just began to revisit uh, moments of loss, but more than anything, I remember standing uh, in the middle of my living room floor outside of all the people that I physically lost outside of all the uh, uh, the moments where I had to go and stand over um, a moment of viewing somebody that had gone on to glory. It made me think about uh, the times that the doors of a business that I had opened closed. It made me think about uh, all the moments where uh, I was standing in divorce court. It made me think about the times where I was trying to figure out how uh, to maneuver in the middle of a crisis. I started to think about all the things that I have lost, all the people that I had lost, all uh, uh, the moments I thought were opportunity, all all the different uh, phases of grief and loss. And before I go any further, let me let me just give you uh, the standing or the working definition uh, of, of loss and, and what that is. Um, so grief in and of itself is, of course, a noun. It represents deep sorrow, especially caused by the death of someone or something. It can be associated with trouble or annoyance. We hear things on a, a regular basis, good grief, uh, as an ex, uh, exclamation of irritation or frustration or perhaps even surprise. Um, sometimes we hear people refer to the word grief as, honey, I'm going to give him some grief about this. That did not have to go like that, right? Uh, there is also a phrase that is used more in uh, the Anglo-Saxon community that says uh, we come to grief. And grief can be uh, cited in that instance as having an accident or to meet with a disaster. Uh, 
uh, I continue to uh, uh, check into the power of what grief actually houses. And uh, in the Merriam-Webster definition, it says a deep, poignant distress caused by or as uh, in by bereavement, right? A cause of suffering, annoying or painful circumstance, an unfortunate outcome, a mishap or a misadventure. Um, those are all very powerful words. They're all very suggestive of something that ails, pains, or hurts us. I had to go a little bit further and uh, look it up in the Hebrew. And in the Hebrew, uh, the word is pronounced yagan, and it means agony or deep-seated sorrow. Uh, in, in the Greek, it's, it is lupeo, to give pain, to pain or to distress grievously, vex quotation, to cause pain. Right. Uh, I, I had to go just a little bit further, and I I looked in uh, uh, the the actual pigs in the parlor, which is the deliverance manual, and I I wanted to identify the groupings. Um, and and I, I promise I'll make all this make sense in just a moment. The the in the pigs in the parlor reference to the demon groupings and the demon uh, captions. It says sorrow or heartache heartbreak or deep crying, sadness or cruelty, right? What I've discovered, uh, uh, especially in the instances of not physically losing someone, but losing the idea of something, um, as, as I am learning and being cultivated spiritually as it relates to uh, the gifts of operation that God has given me uh, in the spirit realm to operate in this natural realm, I had to start to uh, really unwrap, unwind, and uncover some things, not just in my life, um, but to also help people to identify when they are dealing with elongated grief. There is a texture, uh, there is a feel, there is something that is deeply emoted from every person that is dealing with grief. Uh, throughout the stint of my seven-year process of going through the, the changes of absolutely being completely and utterly out of control of everything, that nothing uh, was in my hands but was in the hands uh, of the potter, in the hands of the one that designed me, in the hands of the one that is the author and finisher of my faith, I had to learn how to conceptualize that the life that I had designed in my head, the life that I had configured in my heart, the life that I had even manifested with the gifts and the talents that I had were not my ultimate end all to be all. Going through uh, the process with my best friend who grieved her husband um, and, and going through the process of uh, the, the 
beginning to the end from their relationship all the way up until uh, he went to be with the Lord. I had to learn uh, how to process all of that information. Everything was different. Everything began to change. And sometimes when I go outside and I sit in public places because of my sensitivity, I can feel the agony of grief. Sometimes when I have conversations with many of you and um, situations and circumstances are outside of your control, I can feel the emotion called grief. I can feel uh, the spirit that will attempt to overtake you and pull you into depression, that'll pull you into deep sadness, that'll pull you into deep sorrow, that'll have you in the corner and in the cut with deep heartbreak and uh, the, the the places that some of us avoid dealing with. As a parent, there are certain things we desire for our children. Some of us, even on this line this morning, uh, wish and want more for our children. I had a conversation and just inquired about a young lady the other day, and her mother began to talk about her, and she started to weep. I could feel, ma kora bahaya. I could feel her grief as she spoke because her daughter wasn't heading the direction that she would have liked to see. Anybody, can you, anybody relate? Can you relate to what it feels like to have had an idea in mind of what you thought life would be, how you thought you would feel at the age of 20, at the age of 30, at the age of 60, at the age of 75, 80, can you uh, just imagine in your mind's eye uh, where you thought you would be? Some of us had these big grandiose ideas. I thought I would be a celebrity stylist. I mean, I was good enough to do it, but I was like, Lord, you will never open a door for me. <laughs> I had so many dreams and thought processes, and each time I had to contact the divorce attorney because I had made an active decision on my own, I had to go through the process of grief. Anybody divorced on the line this morning? Sometimes things plague us and we didn't know they were coming for us. Sometimes things capsize us and we didn't know that it existed in our hearts. Sometimes we find ourselves laying in our bed, tears all over the pillow. We're frustrated with the process. Sometimes we had a job that we thought we would retire from. Sometimes we had an idea in mind of what we thought things would be and how we thought things would go. But I came by to tell somebody today that there is a grieving process that's necessary. I promise I'll give you scripture in a moment, but uh, many of us, especially for uh, the women on the line this morning, and I'm sure uh, some of the men, you, you just knew that you'd be married by now. and You had the daydream of the big fancy house and the uh, white picket fence and 2.5 kids and a dog. You had uh, an idea that perhaps the stock market would operate in your favor and you'd have a little bit more money than you had month as opposed to the reverse. Sometimes uh, God will tell you to pack up and move 3,000 miles away and you thought you'd be in this location for the rest of your life, but you got to go through the grieving process. We almost always associate grief with the loss of a loved one, but uh, the truth is, the reality is, uh, in all honesty, grief is um, non-discriminate. 
positive, non-discriminatory, uh, one of them words. <laughs> I think I just made one up. Grief does not discriminate. It comes for each of us. But this is what I came for today. I came for the spirit of grief. I came for the thing that torments you and nobody knows. I came for the thing that's wrapped around your spine like an octopus. I came for uh, the squid of grief this morning. I came for uh, uh, the leviathan that covers the grief this morning, that thing that won't release what you had in mind in exchange for the truth of who God says you are. Uh, I want to give you some scripture this morning because I want to put it into context as uh, we approach this thing, and some of you may feel a little something down on the inside, your stomach might uh, jitter just a little bit, you might get a little frustrated, you might get a little annoyed or mad with me because I'm coming for your pity party this morning, I'm coming for that thing that you've been holding on to that keeps giving you excuse after excuse to why you can stay where you are. The truth is that there is freedom for you. There's liberty for you in and through Christ Jesus. Ask me how I know. I'm not telling you something I'm, uh, I think. I'm telling you something that I experienced. I'm telling you this because uh, there is a level of uh, peace that you get when you give him what you had in mind in exchange for what has been written in the heavens of you. There is a benefit to uh, releasing and relinquishing uh, the, the what you consider a right to hold on to your idea, your perspective, your perception of how you thought life would turn out. There is um, a, a joy and a release when you give the things that you thought was most valuable to the Father and you accept. Uh, in exchange for that, the truth of what he's already said, uh, that you hadn't considered, that you hadn't even qualified, that you hadn't quantified. According to Psalms 34 and 18, the word says this, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Do you know grief will crush you in spirit? Grief will have you in a corner, silent, refusing to declare that he is our God because you consider it so unfair that that idea that you had in mind didn't manifest, that mama has gone on to be with the Lord, that Daddy has gone on to be with the Lord. That husband has gone on to be with the Lord. That wife has gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, that job, that that child, any and everything that we hold on to, um, that God has taken or removed, not out of angst or to uh, to hurt or to harm you, but. The, the reality is uh, we understand things come to pass, right? But the beautiful thing is that we know that he said, lo, I will never leave you alone, even until the ends of the earth. Some of us are grieving the idea of a relationship with a parental figure, a sibling, uh, uh, somebody that we consider near and dear to our heart. Some of us are grieving friendships that God has dismantled and dismembered in an effort to help you get sharper than uh, you thought you needed to be because he has a greater work for you to do. Some relationships have been severed and we still spend time grieving them. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ 
the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort which we ourselves were comforted by God. Do you know that sometimes God will allow you to grieve a thing so you can help somebody else grieve a thing? Everything about kingdom living and kingdom understanding, kingdom revelation comes uh, not just to assist you, but to assist you to assist others. One of the things that I learned about grief as I went through my seven-year process of having to grieve what I thought my life should be, I, I thought in my mind that I would be further by now. I thought in my mind that I'd, I'd have a whole heap of retirement. I thought in my mind that everything would be configured so that life would simply be easy. Well, wasn't I wrong? I, I could have sworn by now all three of my boys would have degrees. They'd be on their way to the older ones, at least, finding a little wife and settling down and having me some grandbabies. I, I was not accurate. I, I was not accurate. That is not necessarily my case. And, and I had to start to put into perspective in this time frame where I could not go to work. Nothing I did made sense. Everything felt like I was just lost in my own skin. I was thrown off at every idea that I held close and near and dear to my heart. I, I thought that by now the relationship with my mother would be so solid that every other day, at least once or twice a week, we'd be chopping it up, having long, lengthy conversations. Honey, that's not what happened. That's not how that goes. And I had to grieve the idea of what I had in mind. For some of us, uh, we spend so much time in isolation. We spend so much time keeping ourselves from others that we don't even recognize that we're stuck in a corner, that uh, our tongues are stuck to the roof of our mouths. We don't have a praise. You find any and everything that you can to complain about simply because you can't help it because of what you had in mind. I came this morning for grief. I came to shut grief up. I came to tell grief to go straight to hell. I came this morning. Uh, I stopped by to recommend that you would do an inventory, that you begin to check out the history. The word says in Matthew 5 and 4, blessed are those who mourn. You hear me? Sometimes you got to make yourself mourn. For they shall be comforted. Comfort is not coming until you acknowledge that which holds you hostage to history. It holds you hostage to how you thought things would be. Unfortunately, you are not God. You control absolutely nothing. But the good news is, according to Revelation 21 and 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eye, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore from the former things where the former things have passed away. Sometimes you got to let bygones be bygones. You got to uh, have the courage to wave. All right, Dana, uh, that didn't work out exactly how I considered it would. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up my marbles and move around. I'm going to go ahead and move forward because it is par for the course. It is a part of the process. But listen, I got some good news this morning. According to Luke 6 and 21, blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Honey, guess what? Uh, sometimes you got to make an appointment to just bust 
without laughing. You take the time to find you some good, funny videos. The Word of God says that laughter is like medicine. Uh, Tanya and I have this little funny thing that we do that we learn from this amazing teacher. When we find ourselves in a quackmire or a quandary, uh, she'll call me and say, Houston, i got a problem, and I'll do the reverse. And, honey, we will bust out laughing for absolutely no reason. And that laugh might turn into uh, 10, 15 minutes of us just cracking up. I know that sounds a little bit special, but uh, I'm going to walk us through an exercise this morning. We're going to put the devil to shame this morning. So y'all expect something uh, to transpire. The word cannot go forth uh, without there being some sort of manifestation. There's a, a, a demon of grief right now frustrated with me, wanting me to shut up. I will not. Honey, in them seven years of uh, some days, uh, I had to figure out, I was like, okay, well, Lord, we at the end of our rope. Well, once upon a time, I would have made some moves. I would have done a little bit of this and a little bit of that to make sure that I had everything that I needed around about the 27th or the 28th of the month. Honey, I'd get this anxiety down on the inside of myself trying to figure out, okay, what what do I do right here? Who do I call? Uh, I, I got some folks that can attest to that. Now, I remember the day I called and said, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm not fearing. Whatever it is, God, sent me here to do a thing. He's responsible for the outcome. I'm going to hold him hostage to the truth of his word. God, you said that I am above only and not beneath. God, you said that you uh, will make me a lender and not a borrower. God, you said uh, that I am the righteousness of God. You said that I'm seated in heavenly places. God, you said that uh, I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. It's no way on God's green earth that even though I had an idea in mind, that you are a liar. You said you're a God that cannot lie. You said that you are a lawyer. You said that you are my righteousness. You said that you are my help. You said that you are my hope. God, be it. Everything you promised me, my expectation is that you be it. And so now, God, I say I come to you with thanksgiving in my heart. God, with supplications on my lips, declaring and decreeing that because you are my Father, hallelujah, because you are my God, that no matter what I lost, God, I'm holding on to this little thing and you're trying to give me this great big thing. I'm holding on to the idea that I had in mind and you're trying to exchange it for joy. I'm holding on to this thing, God, that has held me hostage to my idea, this little finite idea that I had in mind. And you got something bigger. You've got something greater. You've got so much more. But because I can't see that the demon of grief is holding me hostage. God, I can't shake myself loose. I came for you this morning. That elongated grief, that elongated suffering, that suffering that causes you to toss and turn in the middle of the night, that suffering that causes you to live a life of regret and chagrin. I came for it this morning. The devil and his mama is lying, not on my watch. You won't be stuck in the corner on silent, on mute, because you don't understand how X is going to turn into Y. It's not none of your business. Ask me how I know. John 14 and 27 says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you, not as the world do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, 
Neither let them be afraid. Honey, I ain't got time to be scared. Somebody is dying because they won't let go of history. Somebody is losing their mind moment by moment, second by second because of some bad teaching. Somebody is about to uh, snap completely out. Somebody is holding on to the end of the rope with everything that they have because they can't get over what they thought it should be. I thought it should be one way. I promise I did. I, I thought I thought by now things would be very different. Can I tell y'all something? <laughs> I'm so grateful I didn't get what I wanted. I'm so glad that God uh, provoked my heart to grow. I'm so grateful for coming into the revelation of who he called me from the foundation of the earth. I'm so thankful that I don't have to get everything, that when things go amok, it means that was off course, and all he's doing is rerouting like the GPS system would do. You ever been lost in the middle of your own life trying to figure out what step to take next, what place to go? Should I turn right? Should I apply for this job? Should I uh, marry this person? Should I go here? Should I spend this money on that. Some of us are grieving decisions that we made from a place of ignorance, from a place of a lack of understanding, from a place of wisdom. Some of us are grieving uh, some of the options, choices that we made as we are becoming. Some of us are grieving our 20s or our 30s, those moments where we, quote unquote, supposedly lost time. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I wouldn't exchange my life today for anything in the world, good, bad, indifferent. When God begins to deliver you from grief, and I didn't know that I needed deliverance from grief. I didn't recognize that grief had the power uh, to oppress me in such a way that I couldn't function, that because I had to stay in one place for so long, um, I, I had uh, this thought process that I was supposed to be able to do what I wanted to do and go where I wanted to go, but something happened and my life was arrested. My life was arrested for kingdom's sake. My life has been preserved for kingdom's sake. God, I, I want to go to the thing. I want to uh, run over here and run over there. She gets to do this and she gets to do that. God, why can't I do all of that? How come I'm not allowed to do X, Y, and Z? But once you understand uh, that it is for the greater good that God shifts things in our lives that make us uncomfortable. It's always for the greater good and the benefit of those not just in your household, but those that have the privilege of encountering who God says you are will experience the greatest you if you are willing to relinquish the idea you had in mind. I assure you, if you lost a mother or father or grandmother or child, any of it, the, the, the frustration uh, of that loss will never end, but the grief of it does not have to overwhelm you. It doesn't have to silence you. It doesn't have to put you in a corner for several years. My grief, the grief, not even of my physical losses, because I understand we, we're just passing through here. We come here to visit for a little bit. Yes, I'll miss a physical presence, but at the end of the day, I understand what it means to return to sender. I get it. Not only do I get it, uh, but I know that it's 
part of the process. It's unavoidable. None of us are escaping here alive, period. <laughs> so when I look, when I leave, oh, don't be doing the whole thing. Honey, I came and did my thing. <laughs> I wiggled for a minute and I'm fine. Right? And I know that if he came today, I know exactly where I'm going according to what I believe. Right? So I came this morning because somebody needs to know it is time to let it go, to let them go, to let that go, whatever that is. It's time for you to release that thing that has had you silent and in the corner for years on top of years, that thing that has uh, put you in a place where depression uh, is your bread, it's your portion, it's the thing that starts your day, it's the thing that ends your day. Anxiety and depression get in the bed with you at night. They wake up with you in the morning. Aren't you sick of that? Aren't you sick and tired of being sad? Sometimes it's not just a feeling. Sometimes it's a thing. So this morning, uh, we're going to have a little bit of laughter therapy. (laughs) So before we go into greeting and hosting, and this is going to sound really, really special, but I know my best friend got me. (laughs) Hey, hey, best friend, get off mute. Get off off mute, Rochelle. Take that lady off mute. Hey, (laughs) hey. ain't ready, girl. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I and I think my, I think my niece might know what time it is too. Take that little girl off you too, uh, uh, Shell. I'm ready, girl. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. I promise this is a prayer call. I kid you not. It is. And I know it's. <laughs> Can you? You gotta stop laughing for one second, wait. <laughs> Right? So this is the kind of stuff that me and <laughs> listen, honey, all hell be breaking loose. And when I say all hell, Sam, am I lying? <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> and I'll be like, ooh, ooh, honey, all hell to broke oh loose. And we will bust out and start laughing. And let me In tell you minute. why we laugh. Because I know Ah, glory to God. According to Romans 8 and 28, according to Romans 8 and 28, even that uh, molestation is employed to create something in me. Uh, Those divorces by the actions that I took, they were created to teach me how to teach you to choose wisely. Choose ye this day who you'll serve. Those moments of indifference, those moments of frustration, every single thing was created to benefit us. Nothing came to kill us. It came to kill the idea you had in mind to give you that new life with that new birth of receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, making him the Lord of your life, not just the Lord of your situation or your circumstances or your emergencies. He came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. He came to give you life and to give you a purpose and an end. He came to set you apart. He came to establish some things in and with you. Shale, you can begin to unmute people. And so as we do this, that's just a sign. This is a prophetic unction. I'm telling you guys something. We are going to laugh in the face of the enemy this morning.
He thought that he would have killed you by now. He thought that you would have capsized by that depression and that sorrow and that deep heartache, that deep heartbreak that you've been dealing with. He thought that he would kill you with the root of bitterness and becoming cruel because you didn't get what it is that you thought you needed. When in fact, God is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the orchestrator of our times. And because our times are in his hands, we give him full access and full permission to be the God of our salvation. And so with that said, hey, Tan, you want to lead us in laughter ministry? She plays too much. <laughs> I just want everybody to take your phones off you real quick. And I want you to think of the funniest thing you can. Oh, Somebody needs to mute their phone for me. You're making a whole bunch of noise. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that we can trust you. You're dependable. You never fail. You've never lost a case. You've never changed your mind, God. You hold our lives in the cradle of your hands. And God, you have a divine plan for each and every life. And so now, God, I pray for the heart of those that have been holding on to history, uh, afraid to walk into the great and divine destiny that you predestined them for. I thank you that according to Psalms 119, 130, that the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. God, give us an understanding heart this morning. Unscale our eyes, unplug our ears, circumcise our hearts, God. We ask that you would continue to do a great work in us, that we would bring glory to you, God, that we would help somebody and that, that can help somebody, that can help somebody, God, that we become infectious and contagious when it comes to trusting you in and through all things. God, even that which we don't understand, we trust you even when we can't trace you. 
And so, God, I thank you for that moment of laughter. I thank you, Lord, for that release for somebody. I thank you for a moment of deliverance in revelation where somebody got it. God, that we have permission to let it go and let you be the God of our salvation. God, you never blow it. (laughs) You never blow it. Every single time I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. That's why that ended. That's why that thing died. Thank you, Lord, for everything you killed in my life. I appreciate you. (laughs) Man, for that relationship, I swore on everything I wanted. God, for those friendships that I thought would go with me to the ends of the earth. God, I thank you that every single thing I held on to, the moment I decided to give it to you, you exchanged it for everything that I've needed. Thank you for being a God of abundance and a God of the overflow. Thank you that my life and my time are in your hands. And so, God, with that said, I give you glory. I give you honor. God, we lift you above every situation and circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen, and God, I bless you. Now is the time that we have for those that may have joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get an opportunity to say good morning. Um, of course, I want to give the brothers room first before these ladies get gangster and take over. Uh, any fellows that want to say good morning? Any fellas, I'll give them a minute to get off mute because I know most of them are working. Hey, good morning, family. Seven's on the call. Thank you for that nice hey. laugh. Wasn't that a good one, Claire? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I love to laugh. Hey, Amen. Whoever blowing their nose, mute your phone. <laughs> Any other fellas want to say? Say it again. Say it. I'm sorry. Uh, that was Amaria. He in here laughing too. Oh. <laughs> <Blowing his head>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I guess he say he say we just as crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've been called worse. Amen. <laughs> Any more fellas? Amen. 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 All right, any new callers or first-time speakers this morning? Anybody that's called and you just never said anything and you like to the day, you're welcome to do so now. All right, Ali Ali Oxen Free, let's do it. Good morning, this is Mary. Hey, Mary, good morning. God bless. Good morning, this is Leomia. Thank you for that great preparation and the wonderful laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. My absolute pleasure. Glad I could provide it. Good morning, dear Shell. Thank you for walking us from the funeral to the repast and just one laugh. You old funeral crashes. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, we're going to bury you today, honey. Go away. Sorry for yourself. Get over it. Hey, Dion. Hey. Man. hey. It's Gwen. Hey, Gwen. Girl, I'm laughing you? all this morning. I was saying, like, <laughs> if, if this is a fly on the wall, anybody would see, they think I was crazy. After that, you know, straight up, Holy Ghost. Hey, man. 
very good to hear your voice, Miss Queen. Glad to have you. Yeah. I'm glad to be back. Well, welcome, welcome. Anybody good morning, Sanaya. Hey, girl. Hey, was you over there laughing, girl? I'm still cracking up <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's what's up. Good stuff. Good to hear your voice, too. Good morning, Dion. It's wonderful, Wanda. Hey, wonderful girl. <laughs> I was over here laughing, too. <laughs> I said, y'all crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. I know. I promise. I, you should hear us with the real. It'd be a whole, when I say calamity, and we'd be rolling back and forth on the floor like mental health patients. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Hey. I know. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Get tickled. How do you hear me? And I mean tickled. Tickle, tickle, tickled. Hey, man. What up, Anybody though? Else? What up, though? What up, though? You guys are silly. I'm over here laughing. Got these babies looking at me like I need to be in, over in the corner on time out. Tanya. <laughs> Oh, oh, but wait, mm-hmm. Didi, wait, I just had mm. to tell this. So when me and Dion first started this laughter business, and I want you to know that laughter is good medicine. It's medicine for the soul. That's in the in mm-hmm. the Bible. You can Google it. I'm not going to tell you where it is, and neither is Rochelle, because um, we are big kids now. <laughs> we can find the scriptures that we <laughs> we can find scriptures. We got Google, right? We got Google. Mm-hmm. Let's put in the words. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. We were on Tuolumne. You remember this? We were on Tuolumne. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if Josiah, I think Josiah was um, still, um, yeah, he was sick or whatever. And so um, I think she started talking about Josiah, me, me, Dion, Dee Dee, and Sabrina. Sabrina's on mute, but she's listening. So me and Dion, she said something about Josiah being sick or something or whatever. Me and Dion fell out laughing. I, I can uh-huh. still see it was too much. Because that was after Reno, right? It was after Reno. We had to explain. We had to explain that we wasn't really crazy. No, no, for real. Tanya and Dion, you guys, let me say this real quick because I have to say this before I finish cleaning. But I'm I'm laughing with tears. But that was the beginning because y'all know I grieved Demetrius for 27 years. So had that not happened, oh my God. So it just made sense. But you guys know laughter, it will get you through. Tanya, you say choose joy. So me and Sabrina did think we was going to call the people because they're like, why are you mm-hmm. just throwing sense and y'all laughing and we about to lay out. We going to need a triage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. love you guys. Good morning, y'all. This is Bree Bree. It would have been different <laughs> had they gave us a warning. <laughs> y'all know I've been in mental health for a long time. <laughs> is this how it ends, Lord? <laughs> we need to take these robes and turn them into straight jackets. Whatever you say, Lord. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and we've been we laughing ever back. since. We've been laughing, we've been laughing every every since. Literally. Like laughing, like about to get put out laughing. Like laughing like, okay, maybe they need some pills. Laugh. I mean, and I'm talking about at calamity. 
when I say calamity, wait, y'all, I got to tell this real quick story. And then I, I we're going to go in right into love, life, and victory. So Josiah, the, one of the last surgeries he got. <laughs> Don't tell that story, Dion. It is not loud. I got to tell it. I got to tell it. We we at the hospital and Josiah is in the recovery room and so me Sabrina, Didi, Tanya, I, no Didi wasn't there at the time. <laughs> I think she had left already. But my baby was laying in the hospital bed and he was in pain and I I know he was in pain. I ain't laughing at the pain. <laughs> Sabrina came in and he was in such pain that it stressed her completely out. And so she she got up. She thought he didn't see her. <laughs> She thought the medicine had him too gone. And so she got up and picked up her purse. She thought she was leaving. And from his from his little hospital bed, he said, where are you going? <laughs> and she melted. <laughs> Y'all, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh this hard. I could see her in my head slide down the chair. And and you know how that, it's, it's a picture that floats around. It's artwork. <laughs> where where the lady is almost leaning, she had her purse in her lap. It was she was slumped over in the seat, and she answered, "Says nowhere." <laughs> and I busted out and started laughing, and she rolled her eyes at me about thirteen times. It was hilarious, y'all. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh that hard, y'all. Let's go into love, life, and victory, honey. Who breathing? Who needs to get over it? Who needs to shut up and quit crying in the middle of the night, honey? Come out. <laughs> Luke's here. Who is? Hey, Dion. It's Elsie. Elsie, is it you? <laughs> Kill it. It's Elsie. I'll kill it. <laughs> Hi, boo. Good morning. Amen. Anybody else? Who? Anybody else want to questions, comments, commentary? <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Hey, Dion. It's Gwen. Hey, I, I just have to say this is a divine appointment because I, I can't tell it all, but it's a divine appointment. So I am so very grateful for this call this morning and an excellent, excellent declaration. Well done. Amen. Oh, good. Faithful servant. Well done. <laughs> Amen. Glad to hear that. I'm glad that it blessed you. I hope it pulls you out. Anybody else? I know I ain't going to beat no dead horse. I know it's a lot to chew on, but I'll give you room to do it. Anybody? You 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 probably probably done spooked them from laughing. Some people (laughs) trying to pray while we was laughing. Because, you know, listen, you need to laugh that religion out. Because Mm -hmm. I remember, so, you know, I remember as a kid, the the saints used to talk about the holy laugh. Somebody needs to mute it. The baby crying in the background. Didi, is that you? They used to talk about the holy laugh. Yeah, because I was talking. I'll go after you. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you was talking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Go ahead. No, no. Oops. I just locked myself out the door. Go ahead. I'll go after you. There was this lady, her name was Mother Lomax. And I'm telling you, laughter would get on. And baby, she and she already had tight eyes. 
looked like she had splits in her lips. But I'm she, and she she's the one who really told me uh, told me about it. it. It used to happen often, and so you know the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy makes you. Joy will make you laugh. It will make you do just spontaneous things and stuff like that. Whereas happiness temporary or being happy. And there is just such, uh, if you really did it, even if you only did it a little bit because it felt weird, um, but you did it like there's a lightness for me that I feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was weird at first, I got to tell you, to laugh at a problem. But to laugh at it, laugh at it doesn't diminish what has happened to you. It doesn't diminish the tragedy or the or the loss at all. It helps you to get past it because God did not design grief in order for us to be able to be stuck in it. Some of us have moved to Grief Boulevard and we have anchored ourselves there and you, we are missing out on so much uh, when we stay on Grief Boulevard. You can move today. And you could start moving by laughing. That's one of the ways that you can. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Amen. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Dion, was it was it, it King? Was the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. This I'm trying to finish. I don't know. I'm confused. Ziti, oh, go go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to say that it's so true about grief. And you're right. Grief almost literally took me out of here. So everybody deals with grief differently. And I truly believe that as we're coming up, especially us African African Americans, if we're not careful, because it's instilled in us, right? There's a process. Somebody died and two weeks for the funeral. I mean, it's just a whole process. But I'm grateful that all the grief that I had has not hardened me, has not, you know, change my mindset it almost did losing a baby and not seeing them but all of it from it's so many to name that i won't begin to name them but i'm gonna just say that if you really believe the word of god that he'll give you beauty for ashes he really will it's not going to always hurt the same and because everybody grieves differently we have to be careful even if we think we're loving on someone or witness so we got to be careful with our words in the grief process you don't want to say the wrong thing or you know you just want to be show up sometimes sometimes you don't have to say anything just your presence being there because you just don't want them to have a setback and that's another thing because grief is so different um processes is is different so everybody's not gonna go to everything everybody's not gonna show up don't there are people that are equipped for it so just be mindful when somebody passes away how you deal with those that are still left here grieving because everybody don't grieve the same that's all i wanted to say Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's real stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, this is Gwen. Um, this is Swanita. Oh, okay. um, was there somebody else going to talk? It was Gwen. Go, hold on, Gwen. Go ahead, Swanita. Um, I was just going to say, you know, this is um, good because recently um, my husband has been losing a lot of his friends and people that he's, he's close to. And um, so he's grieving and, you know, um, he's working a new job, which, you know, requires a lot of information. And 
Um, you know, so this kind of helps me too, just kind of listening to this to, you know, try to make him laugh, try to do, you know, something to kind of get his mind off of that because that uh, has really been consuming him. Um, he's recently lost a, a, a friend that's uh, recent and um, he's, um, it's really been on his mind. They just put out the, you know, the, the, the information, but not the funeral arrangements yet but you know so when he okay. got back yesterday he said it really bothered him all day you know um the information so it's it's really it's hard you know and i had a close friend to me that really grieved so hard that she lost her own life that she was losing <clears throat> that hard and that she couldn't get over it to a point not over it i didn't you know i don't want to say over it but to get to a point where she could um heal in any kind of way as far as, you know, her mindset, everything had went dark and then COVID came and she ended up losing her life, you know, behind that. Um, because her body was not he had set her body down. Her all her you know so it's really hard when it comes to grieving that people will um understand and learn how um to grieve because it's, it's you know, God is He's still God. He still sits on the throne, and he's a good God, and he's not going to put more on us than we can bear, even though it seems. Um, but I just, you know, I thank God um, um, for this line and the, the, the education and the learning that we have on here, and I thank you for the laughter. You know, it is good to laugh and and to let things go. So um, I just want to thank you, and I love you all. We love you, too. Thank you, Swanita, for sharing. Go ahead, Gwen. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm 65. I'll be forgetting what I'm going to say. All right. Um, anyway, there is, uh, I forget, was it Samuel grieving over Saul and David grieving over Absalom? Basically, the Lord said, get over it. I don't know if he told him to laugh, but he said, get over it. Am I right? Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? First of all, I want to say y'all special. And I love that the baby said, um, where are you going? <laughs> he said it hard. <laughs> she was so. If you could have seen her melt into that chair, baby. When I say holler, oh my God, that thing tickled me. <laughs> but um, what I loved about your um, declaration, it was great um, teaching as always. Um, but that. You you covered so many different areas of grief that we where we could grieve, and I think for me, it's like it makes. I wrote down some thoughts to make me think about asking questions where, you know, something might be off in my life or whatever, whatever, and just asking even that question: Am I grieving in this area? Something is there something that's old that um, maybe I'm grieving? Just even asking the question, so just hearing. Um, what you had to say just made me ponder um, those things, and then um, some. And then the idea of going through the process um, 
some of these things are often, you know, of course, um, draw us near to God and um, to make room um, for his best, to let go of things um, so that we can make room for his His best, so much better um, than the things that we're trying to hold on to for the, from the past or things that he's taken away or whatever, that we need to make room for. We're holding on sometimes, I can say, Sometimes I may have been holding on to something so tight, and then when I was when I let it go, I'm the, when he gives me something else, I'd be like, "For real, God, for real." So anyway, God bless you. It's the truth. Everything I call myself trying to hold on to, when I finally let it go, um, and looked at the actual context, I was like, "Man, ain't I slow? I could have been here." <laughs> I could have been done with this. This is special. Amen. Hey, dude. Um, I, God doesn't definitely has a sense of humor. I, I, I'm just sitting here thinking, and he dropped um, the this thought um, when my son had passed away. I, you know, I really couldn't sleep, so I found myself, you know, just on the phone or scrolling or looking for stuff. You know, you just try to do something to pass the time when you're like up all the time. I came across this video, and this is um, maybe the night after the funeral. I came across this video, and it was a man eating a ghost pepper. I promise you, I probably laughed a month, a whole month, because every time I got to that place, I would, that video, I would go to that video and laugh to the cry, and it felt so good just to be able to release. Because sometimes we get into a corner and we can't get out of and and we get to a point where we can't breathe. But laughter is definitely medicine for the soul. It will give you, uh, it will help you to be able to, um, you know, be able to take a step or take a, um, as my brother Jonathan say, inhale and exhale. It gives you an opportunity to be able to stand up a little bit more. Each time you laugh and, you know, it helps release something and help you get past it a little bit more. Um, to God be the glory. Grace share, you you always, um, the Holy Spirit puts you on target. I had a conversation with somebody and you said just that. Um, so it was amazing. And thank you, sis, for always just being in the face of God and making sure that we um, are in the same vein and that we get what we need so we don't have to, you know, be dying uh, in the midst of serving. Mm. Love you, sis. Love you more, more. Um, yeah, it, it's a trip because even this morning, Raven's prayer was already in the vein. I was like, "Oh, that was cute, Holy Spirit. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Hey, Dion. Hey. This is Gloria. Good morning. Every, good morning, family. Is it? Yes, good morning. Thank you for the declaration. I'm going to have to go back because I'm at work, so I've been in and out, in and out, in and out. But I, I just want to attest to the fact that grief has to be released. You have to let it go. Um, as you guys know that December 1st, when our brother transitioned, when Ricky transitioned the same day, my younger cousin transitioned, but he had been grieving. It was his older brother's birthday who had passed about 15 years ago. He was walking around that morning telling his mom how it was really bothering him that his brother wasn't there. And he walked across the street, this is honest truth, 
There were no I was drugs on the phone in the with system. You. Huh? Jimmy, I was on the phone. I was on the phone right. with you. No drugs in the system. Nothing. No no injuries to his body, but he just dropped dead. He grieved himself to death. And so everything has has to fall subject to the knowledge of who Christ is. And that's really fall subject. So I I I appreciate the laughter this morning. I can't wait to get out this office so I can really get some more laughter on real good deep laugh. But I appreciate you. I love you so much and I thank God for you. Hey Dion. Yeah. I I have to say this. Hey Gloria, you wanna laugh? Just go back to Daddy's funeral when your when Squicky got up there and was supposed to be doing his talk and started singing. Papa was a rolling song, y'all. So laughter. You know you what? Laugh. He did. Absolutely. I'm not making it up. And, and then one of Absolutely. our cousins, one of our cousins thought it was a concert, so he did about four or five songs. It was like if they don't get him from you up there. <laughs> you know what? Squeaky the son, Papa was rolling song at your daddy funeral. He's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wrong. Look, and Mama and and Mama Dar sitting in the back in the back of us laughing. At Miss Edna's love song to Daddy. <laughs> I'm shamed. I'm shamed. What was that? <laughs> no, I keep thinking about uh, when when Lisa Lisa's father was sick. Her, I don't know if it was her brother. I can't remember. Lisa got to tell the story. Kind of talking about this show is a little house. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was probably like five, six years ago. I think about that all the time and laugh. At least I have to tell y'all the story. It was a hilarious story, y'all. Hey, Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Well, you know, people over here thinking y'all crazy for laughing at miscellaneously. <laughs> at everything. Because like everything's I know, I know funny. This is not funny, but it is funny. But, like, some people just don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. the saying, like, you have to laugh to keep from crying is, like, so yeah. serious because, like, there's times where, like, I want to cry and my kids be looking at me like, bro, are you serious? Because I'll start laughing <laughs> or I'll laugh at them and be like, come on, laugh too, and then you won't be crying because you shouldn't mm-hmm. have did that. And that's why you was about to be crying in the first place. And it's so crazy because especially Charlie, she does not, like, she, she automatically resorts to, stop laughing at me. And if, I'm not laughing at you. First of all, the face you made is what I was laughing at, not the fact that you failed. But if you could have saw mm-hmm. the look on your face on your way down, that reminded me of something else, and it triggered me from laughing at something else from years ago or whatever. But it's just like people need to find more space to laugh because just as healthy, just as it is healthy to cry about events, like you can laugh at the same event and it, like that's not going to change how God thinks about you or how he feels about you because you laughed at something. He'd be laughing too. I know when I fall, God be laughing. And he'd be like, girl, you're so dumb. <laughs> you know, like, like I just know that. Like you can't tell me because he gave me a sense of humor. So it's, sometimes I have to compartmentalize my laugh because there are times where mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be the only one to laugh. And so I have to like try to like, mm, mm, you know, like where you don't want to laugh but you do want to laugh. But, like, just enjoy it because there's a lot of people who walk around, they mope about everything, they complain about everything. So the fact that you mm-hmm. have the ability to laugh about things, like, just laugh. Even if you don't have nothing to mm-hmm. laugh about and you just have the urge to laugh, just laugh. It's all good. Like, who cares that other people are watching you laugh in your car by yourself? 
we also saw you wearing your mask by yourself in the car with no one in there. So that is just is crazy. You know, like right. <laughs> just, just deal with it. <laughs> nope. Nobody's in the car. Why do you have that on? That, that's why always, do you have like, that mask? Is your it's point? Just you. Is this you? You gonna give yourself COVID? Hmm? It's just you. <laughs> it's gonna come through the air vents, so it's gonna come. It's gonna come get them. It's gonna come get them through the vents. So that's all that is. <laughs> I love you so much. I laugh on the freeway about that all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna look at this mental health patient here. I with a mask on alone. <laughs> sorry, if that's you, we sorry, but we laughing at you. If you riding down the street by your own self, by your own self with a mask on, special. And if gloves. nobody ever. If nobody ever told you, I hope I hope we helped you today. I hope you let go of that grief there. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. It's Nashara. Hey, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to laugh. I'm going to laugh. I'm not trying not to laugh, but... I just wanted to say, and now I finally realized, you know, you always talk about hearing something and then revelation. I finally got the revelation of why you always laugh at me when I would tell you certain <laughs> things of like, because <laughs> I would be so serious and be like, I, I'll be like, I'm so serious. My life is falling apart and she'll just bust out laughing. I'm like, but I'm serious in this moment. Like I'm calling for help. And her help would just really laugh at me and then say I'm sorry and not be sorry at all. But it makes sense of like stop why does I get the thought out? Gosh. Sorry, sorry. But it makes it it makes sense now because at the time I was feeling sorry Ooh. for myself and it was just like it was kinda you telling me like, what are we feeling sorry for? It was like what are we gonna do? Get over it. Laugh about it. It's not that serious. You're still alive. And we're going to mm-hmm. keep it moving. So it just, it was like, today was revelation through your share of, like, why every time I would call mm-hmm. and you would just laugh. And <laughs> would laugh as hard as you could, like, I wasn't being serious about whatever I was talking about. So, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to say that as you continue to laugh at me some more. Listen, I can see somebody with, with a pity face, and as soon as I see him, I just bust out laughing. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh, oh you in Lodabar, huh? <laughs> Come out! In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, yeah, Jordan. You know that. Oh. Uh, go ahead, Don. Oh. Good morning, family. Um, Just a hey. little bit of a testimony. So I remember... Um, one year, my grandmother was, uh, she had passed away and we were going to her funeral the next day. Um, so I went to church to sisterhood and, um, I was not feeling really well at all, but, um, you know, you have to go be with the family and the funeral and all of that. And, and I don't know, for some reason they started acting up and clowning and we were cracking up in sisterhood, just laughing, laughing a while. I never laughed so hard and I was crying and it's not easy to make me laugh. So I was cracking up. So I get home and start packing and then I start decongesting. I mean, 
what came what out of my head, head I'm sorry for the visual, visual but the decongestant and all of all like infection and everything just came mm-hmm. out at home mm-hmm. and so I that's why I posted what I posted on the victory about pulling that thing up by the bitter root, you know, a little bit of grief, a mm-hmm. little bit of whatever we have stored in our head and our body. The laughter shakes those things up. And he said it's like medicine. So it will release it some is. things to you. So I really just wanted to share that for you. If you guys don't, you know, God makes his word real and he proves himself over and over again. So just wanted to share that little testimony. Love you. Thank you for the laughter therapy. It's not easy to make me mm-hmm. laugh. I started laughing and then I started crying. <laughs> I started laughing again. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And that's that's the process and it's far for the mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. It's the whole truth and nothing but it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank but you for sharing. Love you. Thank you. Love you more, babe. Mm-hmm. Hey, D, I just wanted to jump in with Nashara. Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. Don't come and think <laughs> you just coming to do a drop off. Don't come and be like, uh and don't let her ask you a question and you really don't have an answer. Because she not, might not laugh, but the eye blinking in the blank face is enough. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I like already you, know. Dion. You want to tell me? I don't I've like had, you. Girl, you ain't seen I'm telling you. I don't like you, Dion. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, honey, shut up. <laughs> Listen, oh, I will say, honey, shut honey, up in a, in a second. second. And I mean, and I mean, and I mean, I mean it. it from the bottom of my heart. Hush, wah, wah. Amen. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? Amen. I think I think Miss Tony wanna say something, but Miss Tony, if you can come out the studio, take your phone off uh speaker, um, because it creates a lot of feedback. But I'm gonna go ahead and take you off mute. I'm sorry. Mute off. Hey, man, Miss Tony, you got something or no? Hey, man. All right. All right, All so, right, so um, go ahead and mute that line back, Shell. Okay, perfect. Um, I pray that something that was said this morning encourages you, inspires you, empowers you to make different decisions concerning grief and what that looks like. I understand that grief is a natural par for course in life, but it doesn't mean that you have to move in and live there. Um, things come to pass, situations happen, they just do. Um, it is absolutely par for the course, um, but you've got to learn to move past the pain of that process. And so I just want to encourage you all um, to remember that God is faithful to be near to the broken heart if he does not change his own because he's going to be there. Let him heal you. Um, don't get stuck so stuck in grief that you, you get paralyzed. Somebody is waiting on you um, to get to your healed place and um, you're necessary. It's not, uh, it's not something that you're supposed to live in. It's something that you're supposed to go through. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, I pray uh, that you have an amazing day. For those of you that are um, fasting with us today, we meet right back here at 5 p.m. this evening. Uh, I love you, but I promise that God loves you the most, and I'll hear you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. I love you tomorrow.
You're only a day away. If we make it, I'll hear you in the morning. Bye, guys. Blessings. Blessings. Have a blessed day, everyone. Blessed day, everyone. Remember to laugh.